everyone and welcome to the never open podcast the podcast open to everyone except tongaloa because he damn near killed two of the uh, cash cows of fucking new japan recently <laughs> my name is luke i'm your host of the never open podcast we swear a lot by the way be aware of that and with me as always is my co-host mr andy say hello uh mr andy hello mr andy hello luke and <laughs> goodbye Goodbye to sleep because that's not something I get anymore. Thanks to the G1. I'm starting. This is like, you know, we're, we're a little bit more, more than halfway through. And this is starting to affect my life a little bit, you know, which is, yeah. is something I expect every year. And uh, I'm fucking here for it, man, as the kids say. And uh, probably going to say the wrong thing a few times tonight. So just be prepared for that. So we not only do we swear, <laughs> but but I'm wrong sometimes but we're stupid as well (laughs) (laughs) also uh before i get into ways people can contact us we're obviously going to talk about the last few nights of the g1 Uh, this is the first time we've ever recorded a show straight after a show has finished so uh, we've just finished um a block night seven so what is that night 14 13 13 whatever shut up but yes uh we have finished night 13 and uh, just now, so we've just seen the, the main event, and uh, it was awesome and yeah. heartbreaking at the same time. We'll get into that. But uh, before, also before we get into how you can contact us, uh, every time we post a show, there's some links in the in the show that we post that has merch on it. Uh, click on that and buy yourself some Never merch. It's awesome. I have a T-shirt and a hoodie. So does my wife. I got some stickers and shit too. They're awesome. So do that uh, if you want. And uh, why wouldn't you want to? It's yeah, it's like yeah. having a never open title on your chest. It's fantastic. <laughs> if you uh, if you want stickers, just hit me up too. I have uh, plenty of uh, never open stickers of various kinds, and I think I even have some keychains left too. So hit me up if you want those items, but t-shirts and hoodies and all that. Yes. That's at our Teespring store, which the link is in the show notes. And, um, you know, they make a quality garment. So, uh, I, I like to wear my shirt and I try to wear it all the time if possible, but I have to wash it every once in a while. So then yeah. I can't wear it while I'm washing it. So. Yeah. That's a bummer. Wish yeah. I could just shower with it on and clean it that way, but it doesn't work. Oh. But- I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna try that for sure. I'll post pictures. Try it with a shit t-shirt first before you. I mean, you, you... 
Oh, any Aussies. Uh, I have a. I think I have a couple keychains and I have a small pile of stickers. So any Aussies listening in, uh, hit me up. Yeah, do that. And uh, there are ways you can contact us. If uh, you do want to hit us up, you can do that on the Tweety. I'm at Grumpy2EB. Mr. Guy is at Drusifer Tweets. And collectively, we are never at Never Open Pod. And you can also email us. Uh, either emails or voice emails at, uh, at uh, neveropenpod at gmail.com. And I think we got some kind of correspondence. We did, yes. We got a voicey email from our guy, Dave Howard. So uh, let's, uh, let's go to that now and get this uh, taken care of because we got, after that, we're not going to talk about anything but the G1. Just the G1. Nothing else. So, you know, we want to get this non-G1 related stuff out of the way beforehand. That's correct. uh, Just to make sure that we're we're pure G1. You've heard of that pure title that ROH has. Uh, That thing is muddy, and it's not pure at all compared to our G1 coverage. That's that's correct. um, um, All right. So here is Dave Howard's voicey email. Good morning. Mr. Guy, Grumpy, sorry, I'm not even going to try and attempt to do the time conversion. It's 7.30 in the morning. Once again, I'm in the truck on the way to work. I've got you guys in my ear holes, and you made me think of something. Kanemaru, his whiskey especially. Because Japan, is that actual real whiskey that he gets to bring out with him? Or is it like, you know, Hollywood where they got to stage everything and they, they have a you know, a fake for a fake for a fake. So is it like colored water or is it actually whiskey? What do you guys think? Thanks. So Dave Howard asking us the tough questions there. Well, and I guess a, heel's, a heel wouldn't care about getting into trouble for drinking on the job. I like the idea that it's real, but it's probably just like iced tea or something. What do you think, Mr. Andy? Well, I mean... I think that it's slightly offensive to uh, accuse uh, someone as honest as the heel master himself, um, (laughs) you know, to be gimmicking his drinking. I mean, you know, it's kind of like run, Ronnie run, you know, there's a part where he, you know, he starts to clean his act up and he hangs out with Jeff Goldblum and uh, does like hippy dippy shit. And, uh, you know, his buddy Terry brings letters that kids have been writing in, you know, and it's uh, one of the letters is like, you know, Ronnie, uh, my dad, uh, you know, told me that he thinks that you're not drunk as you used to be, that you don't really get arrested and you really aren't drinking. And I said he was wrong and he beat the shit out of me. So (laughs) that's what it's like. It's like that. Speaking speaking of uh, his his whiskey, like wasn't last episode like first time I'd seen him spit it out at someone for ages. Yeah. Well, no, he didn't spit it out. He actually had a swig from it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think it's well, he was only wrestling young lions, and uh, he doesn't have to worry about losing to them. So uh, I'd say it's real whiskey, and he was getting cut. I thought he was going to say, "Can you really call it whiskey because it was made in Japan?" I guess, but uh, yes, you can. Oh, yes, man. you can call it whiskey. You can't call it bourbon. Bourbon's made in Kentucky. Yeah, you can't call uh, it Scotch either. Where I'm at. Yeah, um, you can't because it's not made in Scotchland. Um, I was about to say Scotchland, you son of a bitch. Oh, yeah. well, 
I mean, the scotch tape is still sitting out there if you need it. <laughs> yeah, that's there's another pun. Um, and yeah, so no, we'll you know, pulling out the scotch tape. <laughs> Dave Howard sent that to us, that voicey email to us, um, at uh, neveropenpod at gmail.com. If you would like your voicey email read out on the air, a 1027 <laughs> on your FM dial, <laughs> please send your emails in to us. We like reading them and stuff, and we want to hear your thoughts. So, uh, even if it's just a, a weird question you have, or if you want to talk about Highlander, send that in too, because we'd like to, we, I mean, not tonight. Not tonight. It's just G1 talk yeah, tonight. It's only G1, but we like talking Actually, about if they did send the emails, we'd have to do it before the G1 starts, because after we start talking G1, that's all it is. Boom. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. speaking of G1 and only G1, we have the G1 31 A block. It's the sixth night of A block. It's in Hiroshima. And we start with uh, Rio High Iwa versus El Desperado. And it feels like to me that uh, El Desperado just, uh, you know, kind of kicks Iwa's ass and barely breaks a sweat, does a sit-down leg lock on the ball bastard and wins. In fact, he doesn't even sit on it. He just stands there just going, oh, 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 you tap out? Oh, good, I can go home. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, that was pretty much uh, Rio Iwa versus El Desperado. Um, during this match, Kevin mentions that broken arm young lion will be back soon. And I noticed, uh, that there is a one set of thunder sticks, which are like these little tubes made of plastic that you like hit together. And it's like, Hey, give your hands a rest and do this for a second. You poor bastards. And, uh, there's, you know, they've been micing the crowd up a little bit more on this particular leg of this tour, and uh, they had one of those thunder sticks. I mean, they had a mic right next to it. So the whole night, there's just like every, you can hear like the regular crowd, and then you can hear dip, 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 like loud as fuck, and I like it. It's funny. You like it. I was all right with it until at some point I was just like, can someone just grab those sticks and just shove them somewhere, please, for God's sakes. <laughs> <laughs> sounded obnoxious after a while but uh, that's all right um, here we go we have our uh, first ma- uh, special singles match it's uh, Hiromu Takahashi versus Kenta and I was like oh okay that's an interesting choice because we know whoever's in these singles special singles matches is going to lose so it's kind of heartbreaking they chose Hiromu but awesome because uh, we want more Hiromu matches and uh, Hiromu's, like, thrown into every railing there is on the outside, I think. Every every little bit of it. And it's a, it's a pretty good match. And uh, Kenta's chest is, like, red as fuck by the end of this one. Uh, Kent, Kenta, though, does what he's been doing the last few matches, and he brings out a chair. And Hiromu just kneels and is like, come on, hit me with it. Which uh, feels a bit distasteful for Kenta. He doesn't like that. So uh, they go back and forth a bit more. He does a... a does that draping DT, DDT into a chair, though, and uh, hits uh, hits the back of Hiromu with the chair eventually. Hiromu mounts a pretty cool comeback and goes headfirst into the exposed turnbuckle. And then there's uh, another way Kent has been winning a lot of matches lately. It's just a roll-up with grabbing of the tides for the win. Yeah, it was it was an interesting match. I, I quite liked it. What do you think of this one? I love watching Hiromu wrestle. And I love watching him try to overcome like some heel. And so this match was like, there's a lot of that. It was fucking great, man. Chumpy. Um, I don't think he ref this match. We'll talk about him a lot later, but there is a real <laughs> oh long, God, oh, yes. <laughs> a real long chump bump 
in this match that, that made me laugh. You know, I just, I just love seeing Hiromu as the underdog. It's the best. And his, his comebacks are so believable and he's, he's just tremendous. And he only has the one speed. So like, there is no other, like, there's no him going easy. There's no him like taking a night off. It's him just going fucking ridiculously hard always. And so I got to appreciate that, man. You know, I like this. Yeah. Yeah. I I really appreciated this one too. And (laughs) this next match is uh heart stopping uh not not for the reasons people might think but it, it is Kodo Bushi versus Togaloa and uh yeah so uh you know uh, Ibushi goes for a plancha and uh Tongaloa does his best Miz impersonation by not catching Ibushi so uh there is there's that uh I, I was surprised to see a freaking poison rana by Tongaloa which was Pretty decent. It was it was fine, but then um, Nabushi botches one. He was supposed to do one straight away after that, and uh, it got botched. But uh, that's okay. Who botched it. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll let you tell me. I'll let you educate <laughs> me in a bit. But uh, this this match took a while to get going, and it's not because of Kota Bushi. Kota Bushi doesn't usually take a while to get going. He's ready to kick your ass straight away. Uh, this was uh, Tongaloa doing his usual like, oh, now the last 10 minutes are going to be tougher. So we're like, oh, I'll just take it easy. Like, uh, uh. but uh, yeah, I just thought like, you remember that Sonata Honma match? I'm like, fucking Ibushi's running rings around this guy. He can't even mm-hmm. keep up. Uh, lower Tongaloa does, a, he reverses the reverse Kamagoye and then hits one of his, his own. And, uh, yeah, but, uh, you know, that doesn't really matter. Abushi makes a comeback and uh, hits the Kamagoye for the win. He's the first he, – well, he – was it him that did that that first one, like he, uh, low, Tonga Loa, that reversal where he just crosses his arm so he can't get it? I think a few wrestlers have done it, but – It's happened a couple times yeah. in the tournament. Yeah. Yeah, so that was pretty cool, but uh, – you know, this is one of the oh. few times where I'm happy to see a guy get his head smashed in by Ibushi's knee. So Ibushi hits 10 points, <laughs> Tongaloa on four. It was Tanahashi that did that first, I think, at the very uh, beginning yeah. of the tournament. So uh, is that, does that make sense, right? I think so. You mean uh, their United uh, States title match, maybe? Yeah, that's what it was, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, um, Let's see here. Like I said, I'm going to say some things that are wrong. Now, I, I have an Ian joke here at the beginning, but I'm not going to do the accent because he didn't respond to that. So that means he's mad at me or something. So uh, anyway, <laughs> um, it, it, this is my Ian joke of the week with no accent. But uh, it's, you know, before every match, Tonga Loa, he prays to the Tongan God of Wind. And so far, his prayers have gone unanswered. Um, so because he gets tired, you know. Um, yeah. Okay. All right. He, well, he breaks a, the wind. That's a groaner, huh? Okay. All right. That's pretty good. <laughs> I think Ian jokes are good. I don't know why you're making fun of Ian like that uh, <laughs> you know, and, and not reacting to his amazing joke there. So, oh, that's good shit. All right. So, Abushi is just like working his ass off, and Tongalo is just not, he's not up to this, in my opinion. He doesn't want to catch, like you said. Um, he does his own. Kamagoye at one point that is just offensive. It's not good. 
And uh, so that reverse Rana. So like, you know, the guy, whenever you see like a move like that, yes, the person, you know, jumping up on the shoulders is, is an important part of that, that move. However, the guy doing the backflip, you know, just like in, in a, uh, you know, destroyer, it's kind of the guy doing the backflip. And this is uh, what a botch looks like when the guy doing the backflip doesn't go with the right time. Like when he waits to go, that's what happened here. So uh, Tonga Lo is like, you know, oh man, thanks so much for doing that amazing backflip for me just now when I did a poison Rana and then Ibushi tries to do one and he's like, oh, wait, hang on, hang on here. Oh, here I come, you know? <laughs> also, Ibushi hit a tombstone in this match, uh, just throwing that out there. So previewing yeah, the did. finals. Mm. Oh, shut up. Oh my God. Okada and Ibushi in the finals is just a gigantic groan for me, so pass. Anyway, let's go to the next match. <laughs> I won't pass it. I'm going to have to watch the bloody thing so we can talk about it. But um, uh, I just don't want either man to win. So if there's some way for that to happen, uh, in, in if they have that match together, uh, let's do it. Uh, yeah, so anyway, let's go. Yeah, please. Uh, Yujiro, ver- Yujiro Takahashi versus Zack Sabre Jr. here. And uh, Yujiro's in a biting mood. He bites Zack Sabre Jr.'s foot, which is uh, <laughs> ill. <laughs> this looks okay. Uh, Yujiro try. He's trying though, but you know he does. A, eventually, gets a good counter into that Olympic slam that he does. Even hits the pimp juice, but because he now has a move that's better than the pimp juice, um, the big juice, the pimp juice. Everyone's just allowed to kick out of it now. I think anyone, <laughs> everyone kicked out of it anyway. But uh, Yajiro just gets twisted up, which isn't that big of a problem for Zack Sabre Jr. to twist up Yajiro. And uh, Zack Sabre Jr., yeah, 10 points, Yajiro, at four. Peter, I I was shocked. And, like, I, I don't know what to think of this. I don't know if this is good or bad. I mean, it's good for me, but I don't know how she feels about it. Someone unmasked her. Like, I don't know who it was. Maybe Desperado got a hold of her backstage, but she was unmasked for this match. And I was like, who is that? Oh, my God, that's Peter. I recognized her when she turned around. Um, Zach Silver <laughs> Jr., like you said, <laughs> we. Um, so, you know, he was great in this match as usual. The match is just fine, though. You know, I will say that there's two things in this match that were done well. One is the ref distraction where Peter is like, hey, Chumpy, have you ever seen my face before? And he's like, what? And then Yujiro uses his cane. It was executed well, you know, so that means you didn't even (laughs) notice that anything bad happened during it. So it was executed very well. And then Zack Sabre Jr. hits this move that uh, we've always called uh, around these parts the homie arm whip. Uh, Once again, a move that uh, is propagated in this area by a man named Pompano Joe, much like the homie driver. Uh, The homie arm whip is basically an arm whip where the guy takes a front face bump. And if the guy taking the bump, like, does it right, it looks fucking awful, like, in a good way, you know. And Yujiro Mm. does a tremendous front bump. Like, it's awesome. And, like... It's like the best thing in the whole match, like on his end. I loved it. Um, that was cool. And uh, like you said, he he gets all twisted up like a pretzel. And man, it's pretty cool. Like those, these Zack Sabre Jr. finishes where he's got everybody all twisted up. And I mean, who could possibly beat Zack Sabre Jr. now? He's going to win every match, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, he lost his previous match, but you know. Yujiro, everyone can beat Yujiro, it's fine. Except Ibushi, of course. Not Ibushi. 
Man, and of all the people to lose to, it had to be, you know, oh, whatever. Uh, I haven't been sighing at Ijiro in the G1. So, I noticed. You know, yeah. Uh, he's been doing all right in this G1. I like him better in this G1 than the previous one. So maybe he's trying harder, and I think that's true. But also, uh, he's got Peter with him this year, too. That, so that definitely adds something. So uh, here we go. We've got uh, the King of Pro Wrestling, Toriano, versus the champ, which is uh, Takagi Shingo. Or is it Shingo Takagi? I can't remember which one it is. I'm, uh, I've had a few drinks. But anyway, it's uh, this, was kind, this was kind of fun. And uh, Shingo does not tolerate some of Yano's shit. But uh, there's a funny part where uh, he gets a bag on his head and he's thrown under the ring. And he comes back out searching for the, uh, for the ring. And Shingo's like, wait, wait a minute. I can just take the bag off. <laughs> so he does. <laughs> uh, Yano does his, his, his Yano things. He even hits that belly to belly, which I quite like. And there's a low blow that makes the crowd visibly gasp. So because they know they know Shingo can win at any moment. That's not Shingo. Uh, Yano can win at any moment against anyone. But Shingo <laughs> kicks out. Uh, Shingo puts the t- puts Yano's t-shirt over his head and hits a lariat. Then a last of the dragon. I feel like there's a match between Yano and Naito, where ya- uh, Naito refu- didn't take his shirt off. And so mm-hmm. Yano was like, oh, you're not taking me seriously? Puts the shirt over his head, low blow, pins him. So uh, <laughs> this is this kind of reminded me of that, but it's Shingo pulling the shirt over his head, Lariat, Last of the Dragon, Shingo's at eight, and Yano's at six. I knew that Yano had all these accolades. I mean, he's like this curry master guy. He, you know, is some kind of like beauty queen or something with a sash. And, you know, he uh, has all these accolades, but I did not know that he'd been coming to America and training with the U.S. police force because or, you know, any police force in the United States, probably more in the South uh, or Seattle or uh, other places like that. But um, what he does is he takes you know, the, the bag, he puts it over Shingo's head and then he sprays the sanitizer like inside the bag. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Or maybe he puts it in, he puts it in the bag, then puts it on. And that's what the U S police force does to like innocent people. Um, when Mm. they talk too much, uh, but they do it with like, you know, uh, uh, pepper spray. Cause that's, you know, that's not as clean, but it, you know, does stuff. But, uh, anyway, Yes, uh, I did like that when Yano almost wins, the crowd is like, oh, you know, and we got some of that. They're they're creeping back in, you know, the oohs and ahs are creeping back in. And I and it's almost cool because it's almost cooler now in a way, because when they happen, it's like, oh, you know, it's like it's even more like exciting. So um, I do like it, too, when someone tries to use Ref Chumpy as a human shield. And that happened in this match. So that's always good. And then after the match something happened that was like, kind of like, all right, Shingo, I know you're Shingo's turning it up to 11 here. You know, I know that he's doing the character stuff now and doing the hoy, hoy, hoy. And like really talking to the crowd a lot. And he's, you know, they're involved in his matches, but after the match, he takes um, Yano's bag, which is Yano's valet. And he blows his <laughs> nose on it in the middle of a fucking pandemic and throws it at Yano. And I think Chumpy gets a little bit of that too. Well, none of them have COVID, dude. They've been tested. I mean, but it's still gross. How dare he? It's the king of pro wrestling. How could he? You don't do that to someone's valet, you know? I mean, unless yeah. it's like Tik Toko, and then I'll be, well, actually, I'd be really yeah. mad if you did that too. So never mind. Maybe Gabe. we would be mad, but everybody else would be like, oh, yes. 
<laughs> yes, do that. In fact, shoot him with a gun. No. <laughs> Get out of <laughs> Take care of Dick Togo. But here we are. Like, I've had your words about Okan in the back of my head ever since you said, I'm like, we've watched 100 matches with him, but we still don't know what to expect. So I feel like. For most people, the start of Okada matches is the other wrestler kind of feeling him out because they don't know quite where this is going to go. Ishii's just, just like, nah, let's just smash each other. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Great Okada can hang with that too. He can do the slow-paced, mat-based kind of stuff. And then he's just like, oh, it looks like we're brawling. And that's pretty much what we get here. I love this match. Any anytime Ishii pins Great Okano, it's with both legs because this guy's got long legs. He's a lot got a long body. Use that leverage to kind of push pull him back. It's awesome. Uh, would have been happy. This is I love Ishii and I wanted to get him, want him to rack up points for the G1, but I've been so interested in in the Great Okan and just what he's bringing to these matches that I'm like I don't really care who you're wrestling. I want you to beat them, please, because it, it, it's yeah, it's great, but, uh, you know, it, it doesn't happen like that. Eventually we get a, a brain buster and Ishii pins the great account one, two, three. But I love this match. Uh, I know Zack Sabre Jr., I think, for me, is might be my favorite, pulling out my favorite matches this G1, but uh, Great Khan's not that far behind him. What did you think of this one? We already knew that Okan had something, you know what I mean? I, like, we knew that when he was Oka, but I mean, you didn't know what it was and, and we're starting to see what that is that he has. And, um, you know, it's something special. He's different and he's not like other guys. And so again, you know, like you said, it's fun to watch his matches, especially this first G1 where he is really showing out in every match and the other wrestlers are committed to making sure that they help build this new wrestler. And that's so cool. Now, that's all really important. And yes, you know, there's some good stuff going on in this match that I'll talk about here in a second, but you know, I think that there's something we need to talk about, about Ocon, you know, um, I don't know if you've checked it out online, but uh, there's no rumors about this. I'm the only one talking about it. I uh, want to know what his hat, what his hat says. All right. Yeah. I, I don't know what it says, but I'm real serious about this and I want to know what it says. And I hope it says like real sword or like uh, United empire <laughs> or like danger zones. I'm not like most girls or something like that. That'd be funny, you know, but um, whatever it says, I would like to know. <laughs> <Not like that. laughs> right? So uh, anyway, <laughs> this is pretty great. Um, Okan hits a second rope Mongolian chop in this match, which is kind of where he starts to work on Ishii's arm a little bit. Um, and they go chop for chop for a really long time and get never as fuck. And I love that. Um, yeah. There's a scary power bomb. You know, I've noticed that in in some of my favorite Ishii matches, there's always something where it's like they almost die. You know, like <laughs> they both almost die on this crazy power bomb. It's awesome. And uh, and but here's my thing with this match is that like Okan is strong. He's like deceptively strong and like he, is. he has strength that he hasn't even used yet. And so like every time that he gets in trouble, his strength is what bails him out in this match. Now. You know, he looks amazing and he tries everything and he still can't win. That's OK. Um, but I was really all about him winning, even though I love Ishii. I just want Okan to win matches like you were saying. We want him to yeah. win. So, you know, but this is a win in a lot of ways. And it's great. Yeah. Like I said, it's really cool to see the other 
wrestlers participating in this. And that's kind of, you know, that's kind of one of the hallmarks of, uh, of, you know, pro wrestling in New Japan. You can't have a Khan beat everyone in the G1 because if he's already beaten everyone, I don't know, you got to have him beat some wrestlers and lose against others to set up stories in the future and stuff. Well, and makes... there's also math, so. Yeah, this, yeah, the, the dreaded M word that you and I are just like, yep, nope, we're not doing that. No math, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's disagreements online right now as to who is still alive and whatnot in the tournament and it's all over people that are blatantly not going to win so it's like it's fun to see people arguing about well but okan has a tiebreaker with such and such and he could still you know and it's like just he's not winning the one everyone i'm sorry everybody relax yeah and, you know i love it he's not he's not winning <laughs> he's just not both men are eight, on eight points as well by the way but yeah yeah, that was never as fun. Uh, Greater Khan's not winning. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, no. Um, do we want that? The last person to win his first G1 was Goto, and look, look where he is. Uh, well, as much out, as uh, my co-host, if I could. <laughs> as much as I'd like to see Okan on his last night be the spoiler for somebody, you know, and then that being a feud, uh, like tanahashi again or something like that i know they're not in the same block but you know what i mean like somebody mm. that if he can be the spoiler that's i don't think that's his role in that block i think that's you know kenta's role or you know maybe a tonga Loa even so we'll see well uh yeah we'll definitely see okan his last m- match i think would have been against naito so he's got that night off in a special singles oh. match so his last match match is against Shingo, and I'm sorry. That's I know I just said I just want a card to win. Uh, that I'm changing my mind for that match. Sorry, it's the champ. I need to see the champ win. So, uh, you know, I need my story to to it, my story is still kind of happening in my brain. You stole though, my story. Yeah, that's right. Even though, uh, yeah, it's probably going to be a Bushi versus Okada. Okay. Hey, yeah. but Luke, we're headed to a new venue here that we haven't seen yes, in a we while, are. and it's you... in Kochi, and it's all yep. lit up. All the lights are on, which is is different, and I do prefer the darker setting, you know, but not not Dark City. Um, but uh, I do kind of like when they mix it up here, you know, it's nice. Yeah, I like this place too. It's B Block. It's the sixth night of B Block for the G131, and we start with uh, Kosai F- uh, Fikita, according to my notes. I don't do that many typos these days, but wow. it's Kosai Vegeta? Yes, that's it. Versus El Desperado. And El Desperado just punishes Vegeta in true Suzuki gun on Young Lion fashion. Like, just beats the shit out of him and acts like this is a breeze. I'm pretty sure, like, I'm, I, I don't know if I saw this, but I can... I think I did, like, yawning or just, like, going, uh, whatever. Vegeta gets some moves in, but he <laughs> Desperado's not pulling out any of his big fucking moves at all and just puts him in that uh, that triangle leg thing where he just stands up and the, and the young lion's like, ah! It's like a standing <laughs> figure four kind of thing, isn't it? And uh, <laughs> Desperado just taps him out in no time. <laughs> just punishes him. Um... Okay, so this guy's name to me it's Fujita, right? With yeah. the emphasis on on the you know Fujita. Um, but you know mm-hmm. I hear I hear people that are probably know a lot more about Japanese than me, which is anything about Japanese, uh, calling him Fujita. 
which to me sounds like a redneck seeing that and being like, hey, y'all got any of them Fujitas? I mean, I love them. They're like the, you know, like if Master Watto did it, you know, like he'd be like, it was Fujitas. They come out on like a sizzling plate and they got the meat and the cheese and the little tortillas. I want some of them, you know. Okay, so that's how you meant that. For a minute there, I thought you meant Fujitas as in like that's what a – Japanese bogan or redneck is. <laughs> no, but I like but that no. though. He's yeah, a yeah. F- Fujita. Um, but uh, you believe that guy? You see what he did? What a Fujita. You know? <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, um, uh, with this win, <laughs> with this win here, this, this really complicates C block. All right. So with this win that, you know, puts Desperado in a tie with show. Watto and Kanemaru for first place in C block with four points. Yeah, we need a uh, a Watto. Um, who's the other guy? Show. Yeah, Watto and Show need to tag. Oh, that was not going to happen anymore against uh, El Desperado and Kanemaru for well, the uh, C block championship. That's not how C block works. You don't face your opponents. It's the opposite round robin tournament. Your points only oh, count right. when you face other people's, <laughs> <laughs> which is why Hiromu has no points. Spoiler, you know. So yeah, no. All those are special singles matches. These are just like the opening matches. So that's kind of different. Fair enough. But that's yes, true. we have our first uh, B block tournament match. It's Yoshihashi versus Tamatonga. Uh, actually, quite like this match. Uh, Tama's got a. He, apparently, he's. Death Valley Drive is called the SRC. I know you've told me that before, but I heard, I overheard it when I watched the match as well. And I used to work for the SRC, the Social Research Center, doing phone surveys to people and stuff. So, oh, uh, no. Is yeah. hung up on all the time? Not as not as often as you think, but, uh, yes, I did get hung yeah. up on a lot. A lot of, lot of lonely people out there, huh? Yeah. Where do they all come from? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I can't remember the lyrics that off the top of my head. Eleanor Rigby. It's a great song. Yes. Yes, it is. But uh, that's not G1 related, so shut up. What? <laughs> but I mean, like how, there's a, there's uh, a G chord. There's got to be a G chord in that song. So oh, And, and it might be in first. It, it might be first inversion. So there you go. <laughs> it's in the second studio mono version something, whatever. Well, that's G2. Oh, okay. Shit. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, uh, he does the, all, that awesome uh, Death Valley drive of the SRC, and then does that uh, that uh, that splash. I can't. I, I did have the name written down, but yeah, nope. they called it something. I can't remember. Like yeah. super splash, flashy, jump off the thing, guy thing. A something flow. So uh, yeah, it's a, it's a something flow. Send all your complaints to uh, uh, Drusa for tweets at yeah at the Twitters yeah. Tweeties, you know what to do. Yeah, this this is a really good fast paced match. Great off- offense by both guys. I I had to rewatch this because I did a trivia with my wife, pub trivia online thing as this was going on. So I had this on mute whilst I was doing that, and then I, I kind of rewatched this and go to chase uh, this morning. But uh, this is far, fast paced, exciting, and I kind of had it in my head. Oh, Tanner's obviously going to win this, but no. Yoshihashi achieves the impossible for, I think, the second time this year. He hits karma. And holy shit, one, two, three. Not only that, uh, I don't think either Yoshihashi or Tanatonga left the ring. 
this was all done in in the ring. It was a nice, uh, tight, fast-paced, hard-hitting match with a surprise finish. So I dug it. Yoshi on four, Tamar on two. And I think they're both <laughs> mathematically eliminated big time. Well, but if if uh, Goto wins versus such and such, uh, but it's just a count out and then a DQ happens in the you know next round versus so-and-so, <laughs> then yes, they're, you know, I mean, you know, it's funny. We'll break down the C block for you like that, but not the regular block. Um, <laughs> not, not the blocks that matter. <laughs> so what if, what if, I mean, whatever they're calling the splash, I have a name for it. So yep. uh, this could be a, a cool name for like a move that's awesome, like, cause it's, it's kind of ironic, or it could be one that's like, you know, character specific for a different guy, but instead of the high fly flow, it's the low fi flow, not low fly, low fi, like low fidelity. Ah, there you go. That, have that's you, a have you ever name. seen, uh, have you seen Boogie Nights? You know that movie? Yeah. Yeah, so, I've seen it. Um, Don Cheadle is in that movie, and at a certain point, he has to quit porn and get a real job, and he's working at at, at a uh, uh, Radio Shack type place, you know, that sells like uh, um, stereo equipment, and he's trying to sell this like the stereo to this guy, and this, he's like, uh, yeah, so it's got the volume knobs, and it's got like you know all this stuff, and you see it says high fidelity, you know, so it's it's that, and the guy's like, well, what's that mean? And he's like, well, it's a higher fidelity than the other ones so um i love that scene <laughs> i think it's really funny and whenever the word fidelity comes up i have to talk about that but um okay so this match is like tamatonga's doing cool moves yoshihashi's like i want to do cool moves but i can't man so i'll do these shitty ones and then uh, and then like homie driver for the win i thought this match was really fun and like you said there's zero cheating but uh don Cheadle and boogie nights man <laughs> higher well, fidelity i didn't say there was zero cheating but there is you're you're correct i said they never left the ring well which would insinuate you know the cheating on the outside so either oh, yeah. way we're both right so i think hey, we're buddy. stalling hey. now because uh you know that we're gonna have to talk about hiroki <laughs> goto versus Chase i'm Holmes. still thinking about like don Cheadle in a cowboy outfit that's funny too so he's funny. i think someone's got a crush on john che don cheadle and you wish don cheadle was in the g1 so you could talk about him more but he's not <laughs> i'm just getting uh, back at you for last time get, so keep it to the g1 he but yes. beat up but yeah uh yeah chase comes out like all guns blazing in this one like just hits goto then throws him to the outside then there's that canadian drop kick thing he does that's a yeah. good move to do when you're the Texas champion. But, uh, well, it's it's only called Canadian because, you know, me and my buddies named it that. So it's not really called that. Shut up. <laughs> I nothing there. I wasn't sure where I heard that from, but I knew I'd heard Canadian dropkick from somewhere. Yeah, anything through the ropes like that doesn't have a name. So we were like, well, they're crossing the border, so it's the Canadian, you know, it's the border. I guess. Sounds nicer than the Mexican dropkick, I guess. It's, well, it sounds like you know what you're talking about, too, which is the actual yeah. joke, so. Yeah. I wonder if Mike today really knew what he was talking about. I just made moves up all the time. <laughs> Because compared to, like, Shivani and Mongo and all the other dickheads on commentary, they didn't know any moves compared to friggin' Tanaik. So you could just make them up and sound like the biggest genius. Oh, Mongo, one of the most, like, 
best unintentionally hilarious wrestlers of all time. He's and Pepe, his little Oh my god. Who would win? Tongaloa or Steve Mongo Michael? <laughs> I I not that long ago I watched a very similar match. It was uh it was Mongo versus Goldberg. So <laughs> Oh my uh, god. Yeah, that's a thing that happens. Spear versus spear, right? So Yeah. Oh wow. Mongo sucks. Sorry, so I've been listening to I'm up to like episode 15 or 16 of that 20 years in night show or something like that. So uh, Mongo comes up all the time because he's, he's a <laughs> big, dumb, idiot dummy. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Mongo fans. But uh, here we go. We got Goto versus Chase. It, it, it's, it's a pretty it's pretty solid stuff. Um, but it's one of those matches where I, I don't care who wins. And it's not because I love both people so much that I'm just like, Man, I, I just want a good match, and I, I don't care who wins this. It's because like I don't really care about Hiroki Goto or Chase Owens, I guess. But it's fine. It's it's some pretty decent hiding stuff, and Goto uh, is getting put in that pack, package pile driver, and manages to kind of shake himself out of it and hit a GTR for the win. So Goto on four and Chase on two, but Goto's eliminated. But Chase with two points is still mathematically possible for him to win. If um, everybody else in the G1 dies, so <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of this match, dude? <laughs> it's it's very good until the end, because then Goto wins, and I'm like, oh, I don't <laughs> I don't want you to win, ah. So yeah. um, I mean, it's good, you know. You covered it. I, you know, I. I was poopy this morning a little bit. And, and like, I think that we've said this many times on the show, like about these like pandemic times shows in new Japan. And that is like the first half is, is pretty good. Sometimes, sometimes it's not so good. And then the second half is where they, they, they're like, Oh, we're not going to hit the brakes anymore. It's going to be all gas. So uh, that's kind of how these shows this week felt to me a little bit. Although we got some good shit tonight, uh, this morning, whatever the last show was awesome and i mean it that's not a hard and fast rule that's just kind of this that's definitely this show there you go yeah it's a long long way around on that one sorry that's okay (laughs) that's all right that's all right we got it but we got a pretty good match coming up right now it's uh sadada versus uh the mighty matanza jeff cobb and this is the first time singles matchup between these two so that's always pretty cool and i'll say that I felt this match started a little slow, so, you know, I can't just call that out for when Okada's wrestling. I have to call it out when I notice it, at least for my taste, when it happens in other matches too. But, uh, you know, Nada apparently, according to Moats, is targeting targeting the let. Not the leg, but the let, but yeah. What about the larch? (laughs) The larch. (laughs) (laughs) The larch. But yeah, Sonata targets the leg, but, uh, you know, just kind of uh, Cobb off his feet. Uh, Cobb threw Sonata all over the place, but uh, you know every time he goes for some kind of suplex thing, it's a skull end counter and and skull end counter. Every can counter everything into that skull end. I'm just like, go away with that skull end move. Like, you know, reverse it into a suplex for once or something. Do a German or a straitjacket or a brainbuster or something different. But it's always skull encounters. But uh, Sonata goes off 
goes for a move off the top rope. And Wrath of the Gods, or two of the islands. I don't know why. I'm in Matanza mode. But Jeff Cobb on 12, Sonata 4. It's pretty solid. My buddy, Lord Crew, tremendous wrestler. Follow him on Twitter at Lord Crew Kills. Uh, great dude. He uh, used to do the Tour of the Islands. And uh, when he did it in Ohio, we would call it the Tour of the Islands or, you know, the Wrath of the Gods or whatever. And then when he did it in Kentucky, we call it the Trailer Hitch. Or the, no, the tractor pool. That's what it was. The tractor pool, which is funny. So uh, <laughs> Kentucky rednecks. Um, but uh, okay. So Shingo is like, you know how like Jay White gave uh, Chase Owens like advice on how to beat Tanahashi the other day. Yeah. Like Shingo was like backstage with Sonata. Sonata doesn't like say, hey, how you doing? He just holds his finger to his ear. And then Shingo goes, oh, I need to talk to Sonata. And Sonata was asking for advice. That's how he does it. Doesn't make a facial expression, just points at his ear. And Shingo's like, oh, yes, Sonata? It's like Lassie. You know how when Lassie barks, everybody knows what <laughs> Lassie's saying. You know, this is what's going on with Sonata. He points to his ear. Everyone, oh, you would like advice on your next match because I beat Cobb at, at uh, uh, Wrestle Kingdom. And, and, you know, Sonata kind of nods his head. And uh, Shingo tells him. He says, hey, man, go after the knee. That's how I beat him. And that's kind of what Sonata's plan is here is to go after the knee. Now, we had awesome feats of strength, tremendous wrestling in this match. Uh, Sonata does all his fancy moves and stuff. And the cop's like doing his own. We also get the rare electric chair position, just period. That's so rare mm. in wrestling anymore, which I hate. It's such a cool like position to start moves from. Um we get that, the electric chair drop German suplex thing. That's fucking awesome. Uh, I love that. And we were talking a little bit about Cobb today, uh, about how, like, like he's not tall. Like, he, his, like his size is kind of like an optical illusion a little bit because he's so wide, you know, that he looks gigantic. And he tends to wrestle guys that are, you know, shorter, you know, in general. So, like, on Lucha Underground, you know, most of Luchadors are kind of shorter than, like, American wwe guys that are six five or whatever so he always looks giant in these positions and and it's just seeing him do the things that he can do because of the optical illusion and because he is so athletic and amazing and it looks so great it looks impossible sometimes you know and uh i just i love that he's good yeah yeah he's great and he's the first of 12 points in the whole g1 i think too so congrats to him undefeated and, uh, man, I, everyone's going to be thinking I'm crazy because, like, I like this match more than main event. But it's <laughs> – you're probably yeah. thinking, like, are you fucking serious? But you know what I'm like. It's uh, it's it's two guys I love versus the main event, which has one guy I love. So it's Hiroshi Tanahashi and Evil with these handlebars and – uh. If uh, I was thinking like like if anyone can defeat evil with uh, using their brain and kind of outwitting him, it's it's Tanahashi, and uh, I wrote outsmirt him, so uh, S M E R T, so yes I am so smirt. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I like that. Yeah. So it so uh, that's a that's a big no though because uh, evil's always just like one step ahead. It, it, lately, so uh, he's even one step ahead of Tanahashi. Uh, the fans just, uh, whenever Evil does something, it's like either silence or mmm. Whenever Tanner does something, even a low blow on Evil, they're like, oh yeah, 
clap, 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 clap. So this is awesome. The crowd's eating this up. They're getting the reactions uh, that they want the, from the crowd. So that's pretty cool. So yeah, low blow on evil. Then there's an everything is evil on Dick Togo, which is fucking funny. <laughs> Almost one on evil as well. Chump earns his fucking chump money in this. Oh, match. dude. Man, he, oh my god, give the, give him a raise, because this is like uh, Chump Two, the Chumpening. It's, <laughs> it's, it's Marty Asami and everyone. Just as a reminder, in case you don't know who we talk about when we say Chumpy. Uh, there's a darkness falls, then eventually, and everything is evil on Tanner with a gun to his head for the one, two, three, and the crowd is not happy. And that's why evil matches uh, don't tend to be on the main event unless he's losing. So, yes, uh, now we have evil on 10 and Tanahashi on six. That's a good review, man. You nailed it. I want to talk about Chumpy a little bit now, and I want to talk about Chumpy a little bit later. Um, I think Ref Chumpy's feeling a little pressure. He's got this new young ref, you know, this hot shot that's, uh, you know, coming to take his spot, you know, and I think he's feeling the pressure. So uh, Chumpy's going into business for himself a little bit on some of these matches here. And uh, the spot you were talking about where he earns his keep is that he gets pounced, basically. Um, <laughs> and he just goes flying, and it's, like, on accident. Like, Tanahashi accidentally pounces him and just goes flying. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think Chump has anything to worry about because – the, the the that other ref that he's worried about got hit with the turnbuckle pad and died for like ten hours. Chumpy would uh, you know maybe nine hours you know he, he'll be <laughs> out for a while. But uh, <laughs> so he also gets a shit in early in this match and saves Tanahashi um, because Evil is like you know taking Tanahashi to the outside and Chumpy I think he like takes a chair from him or like stops a low blow or something I yeah. can't remember. Um, there's also some hilarious heel shenanigans. I mean, this is, you know, there's, I mean, there's that gif of like John Morrison leaving a puppy that tries to fist bump him, uh, you know, hanging. And that's kind of, that's one of the most heel things that has ever happened in wrestling. But I think that Dick Togo took the cake on this one. Tanahashi gets uh, thrown to the outside, but he's trying to skin the cat and Togo just punches him in the stomach. <laughs> can't skin the cat and um i mean that's that's some heel shit so <laughs> man oh man yeah it's uh there, there's also a spot where like uh tanahashi's gonna win he hits a high fly flow in texas cloverleaf but the togo pulls the ref and then and then like togo runs in the ring and then he gets put in the cloverleaf so like <laughs> and that's when he gets the everything is evil i think that's fun you know i like this match a lot I wish that Tanahashi would have won, but I think that Evil's role is the spoiler. He's the guy who is like these. I mean, Dick Togo is called the spoiler, but I mean, like, I think that Evil, if anybody's gonna like ruin, you know, somebody's G1, it's gonna be him, right? And and yeah. that's the fan. That's the fans and the wrestlers. So. I always book Evil pretty strong in the G1 as well. He usually gets eight eight to twelve points, so uh, he's on ten now. So it's it's pretty standard. So it's yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, you, yeah, I like it. And uh, I guess uh, if Evil wants to go after that United States title, because I'd rather see a rematch between Tanahashi oh. and Evil. You, she heard me talk about Evil. I'd rather see a rematch between uh, Tanahashi and Evil than um, Chase Owens and Tanahashi. So uh, there is that. So, yeah. And here we are. 
our, our main event, and I get super excited. We kind of tweet at each other at the same time. Tweety at each other, I should say. What's tweet? What's, what is that? Uh, but, uh, yeah, so it's Kazushiko Okada versus Taichi. And uh, I, I overhear uh, Mr. Kevin Kelly saying uh, there can be only one. So <laughs> that means Highlander talk is now G1-related talk at least for this match. <laughs> but uh, no, just kidding. I have finished season three, though, everybody. But uh, uh, I got all my Hoylander Hoyla- chit-chat done in, in the what preamble. If, like, what if, like, uh, the next time you watch it, the intro is a little different, and it's like, my name's Kevin Kelly. I'm an announcer for New Japan Pro Wrestling. I keep track of what happens, but I'm not allowed to interfere. This is Okada. He... There could be only one, and I'm pretty sure I want it to be him, man. What if that's like the new, the new thing, you know? Oh my god, I can't. He's got crap taste in wrestlers, but no, he doesn't. <laughs> but I have to look. Let me just ask a serious question because uh, I don't think I've ever come across anyone who feels this way. I've, I feel like I, everyone likes and appreciates a card of matches. That's fine. But I don't think I know anyone, at least anyone I interact with on the Tweety or you or anyone like that. Who says, you know what? My favorite wrestler is Kazuchika Okada. I don't know anyone who says that. In the same way that I see people doing the Tweety about um, Chingo or Ibushi or Tanahashi or, uh, you know, Cobb or anyone else. Like, I don't know. That's just, I'm just putting it out there, Miss Dandy. Okay. Well, I, I'm sure there's plenty of people that do, but like I would say the casual New Japan fans might, you know, be like they they watch it every once in a while. You know, maybe they're going to be like Okada is my favorite. But if you're into New Japan, there's so many other colorful options. You know what I mean? It's kind of hard to, you know, do that. I love Okada, and I know that you're obsessed with him. That's like all you want to talk about is how you don't like Okada, which makes me think that you do like him. I, I'm confused. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, it's like the whole like I'm not gay. I hate gay people, but the secret that person gay is that. That's it's that a little. Thing? It's a little different than that, you know, a little bit. Well, yeah, I guess my example's <laughs> really bad and took it to an extreme. Uh, that escalated quickly for no reason. Uh, <laughs> but there are that, that stereotype does sadly exist. But anyway, it's true. Yes. Uh, so, uh, yeah, and I guess I, I said this to you before we started because I was like, I have to let Eddie know I'm not totally insane, but I feel like the only story that New Japan knows how to do with Okada is win, 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 win. And when he's not doing win, 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 it's just like, well, what's going on with Okada? Like, what's what's going on here? Because he won't go for another belt. He won't really excel in feuds with others because it's not around him winning all the time. So I, because look, was he or was he not fairly unmotivated last year? Uh, but now that he's win, 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 winning, uh, he's putting on matches everybody else uh, seems to like. So uh, yeah, that's yeah, he sucks. No, he doesn't. Anyway, it's it, it, look, this is a good match. Uh, I love that this uh, thrust kick that uh, Tai Chi does to Okada's face at one point was <laughs> awesome. I love Tai Chi. I really wanted Tai Chi to win. Like, uh, at one blemish on Okada's perfect score so far is not going to hurt him. Come on. In fact, it keeps things more interesting if people lose sometimes. But no, uh, you know, the first half, 
is a little slow for my taste as well, which is generally a Carter thing. Money clips didn't help because uh, I just generally dislike that move. And I noticed that uh, Yoshihashi's not putting too many butterfly locks on this tournament. Uh, he's maybe a couple, but he's not really putting them on. So uh, it's because cool it doesn't Hashi. work. Yeah, it's, it's because that move work. sucks balls. <laughs> right. I wish Okada would uh, admit that with the money clip. Uh, that would go a long way to make me go, oh, yeah, cool. Uh, but, yeah, the second half was was pretty great. It's a uh, typical kind of uh, the Okada's opponent getting super, super close with uh, you know 2.9 kickouts and things like that from Okada. Uh, I do believe, though, when uh, Taichi did the uh, Gato pin, that uh, he kind of got three there, but that's just me. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, Akata wins. Akata 12, Taichi 4. 4! And that kind of hurts. Like, really? Yeah. But, yeah, uh, you'll put this over me better than me, though. So go for it. Yeah, this match is great. I mean, it's the, like... Okada's pure heel here. He's he's got that shitty look on his face that he had mm. when he faced the young lions because the crowd's you know che- cheering for uh, Taichi and he's like, really, this is your fucking guy? You kidding me? Okay, well, you know, and uh, I love that, and I, I I think it's funny. Like, there's a weird part at the beginning, and I don't understand this. I've seen this a few times in New Japan. I think recently, where a heel's about to win by countout, but then he's like, nah, man. And goes back out there and gets the guy. Like, what? I don't know. What is that? So, um, I guess, do you get two points for count out or only one? I thought it was a DQ that's only one. But... Well, I do believe Yano gets two points for all right. of his wins. And so some, it, a lot of those are count outs. Yeah. So that was weird. Um, but uh, Tai Chi is like, you know, he knows that he has to fucking pull out all the stops in order to beat Okada in a main event of a G1 show. So he pulls the all the pads up on the floor and hits a DDT on the Okada on the floor. And my next note says, yay! <laughs> um, Taichi chokes Okada a bunch in this match, and the crowd fucking loves it every time. Um, Taichi kicks Okada hard a lot in this match. I thought you'd like that. Yeah, um, I did. And, and I really did. You know, Kata's posting pictures where he has like a bruise on his face or like under his chin, right near the button, man. Shit. You know, that you don't, you don't want to, that's, that's, you kick somebody in the button, it's over, man. <laughs> so, um, but, uh, <laughs> the crowd really wants Tai Chi to win. And this feeds into Okada's, you know, being bad and being the, the shitty wrestling robot and whatnot. Um, it's awesome. At one point, Tai Chi gets a huge crowd reaction because he hits a drop kick. Like, <laughs> and it's so funny. I've also noticed something about Okada. When he's working babyface, he does the I'm a bitch when he runs and does his little little elbow thing during his comeback. <laughs> um, when he is not, when he's a heel, he doesn't say anything. He just looks at the crowd. So um crowd's super hot for this. They also uh like there's this really cool like Lariat. Enziguri dangerous suplex that uh combo that Tai Chi hits after the drop kick. Um there's a oh there's another part. So like Tai Chi's getting put over pretty strong here, especially towards the end where there's a rainmaker, but Tai Chi just absorbs it and stands there, which is like fucking cool. And then they both run into each other, and uh, you know, uh, Tai Chi counters the Rainmaker with his own axe bomber, and that puts 
Okada on the mat. So, I mean, it's pretty cool, man. But then, you know, like I said, fucking drop kick, tombstone. Drop kick, so. tombstone. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I wanted Tai Chi to win just like the crowd did. It, the match is really good. Highly recommend it. Uh, I think in most like of the matches, they want the other guy to win. But yeah, well, Tai Chi yeah, is great. I think if you like Tai Chi, this ma- this makes this match better. Because if you yeah. didn't like Tai Chi, you were like, ah, I want Okada to win. I don't think this match would be as good. However, your opinion is different. And that's okay, man. That's okay. Yeah, that's all good. That's all good. All right. Like, everyone right. listening to this is like, this guy likes evil matches, but not Okada matches. Who the fuck is this clown? But, well, uh, last week on Smart Wrestling Fan, our, our opinions were called questionable. or Our tastes are questionable. Uh, was uh, what they said. So what Joe said about us. So. Uh, well, hey, at least, at least they're talking. He, you know, he, he, he loves Roman Reigns. So like, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I'm sure they're doing good stuff with that guy, but um, I just can't stand him. And I don't think you, you ever just like meet someone and you or just see someone on the TV, like an actor or something. Doesn't matter who it is. And you're just like, no matter what they do, it, good or bad, you want to punch them in the face or have them just go away. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's that Ray Winstone and Black uh, Widow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I like him. He's a good actor. You should watch that. Uh, sure six, he's great. Six. But yeah. Well, you're supposed to dislike him in that movie, though. He's the bad guy. Yeah, like, but no, not go away. He, so he has go away. He, like, Peter Stormare, man. Come on. Like, it's a. It's a movie about like evil Russians, and we can't put Peter Stormare in there, or like Vigo Morrison or whatever. Yeah, I know, but he plays a fucking amazing Russian. And he plays an awesome bad guy. Doesn't matter, you know. Yeah, and he'll cut off your Johnson. I mean, what do you need that for, dude? <laughs> cut off my what? <laughs> <laughs> I love the Big Lebowski. All right, so here we go. A block, uh, night seven. It's the seventh A block night. It's in Osaka. Yes, that's it. We're in Osaka, and yeah. I thought, oh, maybe we'll get a Shaka in Osaka, but no. I don't think we got a single Osaka Shaka at all, which is fine. But uh, anyway, we get to our first tag match in ages. It's uh, Rioja Iwa and Kozai Fujita versus Yoshinobu Kanemaru and El Desperado. There's a cool part where Fujita is uh, trying to put a – oh, by the way, one of the young lions ran, just ran into the ring – I'm pretty sure it's Vegeta because he loses. Um, <laughs> it wasn't zoomed in on their faces as they ran out, so I couldn't what? tell which, what, which young line it was. But y- your theory is correct. It's not a theory. It's fact. Like, yeah. a young lion runs out to the ring. Yeah, he's the guy getting pinned. Like, even if it's three other young lions coming out with him, he's getting uh, pinned. Well, he half-hearted jog, that's also, like, that's a dead giveaway, too. Half-hearted jog, counts. but that's that's usually main roster guy. But, yeah. <sighs> So, yeah, Fujita has him in a um, – he's starting to put El Desperado in a brab, and then uh, El Desperado's not having it. So Fujita just kicks him in the back a few times. I was like, yeah, that's that's the spirit. Good on you. I like, really like that. But um, <laughs> then El Desperado just fucking murders him and puts him in the numero dos. So uh, that's pretty much uh, all there is to that match. Uh, first tag match we've seen in ages. It's really short. <laughs> 
Okay, so I gotta point something out real quick, and then we gotta talk about the the serious part of this match. So it's really serious, and it's definitely G one related. Yeah. Um, but Kevin Kelly, speaking of G one related, Kevin Kelly uh, did this the night before, and he did it here. He's like predicting the winner of the best of Super Juniors tournament, and no one's even been announced for it yet. So let's let's take a take down a notch on that, buddy. We're we're right <laughs> in the middle of another tournament, so I don't know why we're predicting. He's like, oh, Desperado is gonna win best of Super Juniors. That's my pick. Like you. You don't even have anyone to say that to. Why are you? Okay. Yeah, um, I mean, you know, I get it. And like you said, you you were like, you know, hey, man, he's got a lot of time to fill by himself. And I get it. I'm sorry. I'm not yeah, trying to yeah. rag on him. But but I just, uh, you know, it's funny. Okay. So that's something that's a thing. This is the most important thing about this match because this has major implications or not on C-Block. How does this affect C-Block? Well, uh. Vegeta's been pinned more than Iwa, so Iwa's winning. Well, no, they're not in C block. Oh. They haven't even gotten a win. So, well, I mean, like, Desperado and Kanemaru are tied at four points in C block, and then they win a tag match versus the young line opponents. Do they both get two points? Does Desperado get two points because he tied or because he's the one that got the, the, the tap out? Is, right. is it no points? I mean, how does this work? I need to know, Luke. He's how we do it. Still we'll about it. <laughs> Welcome to the Never C Block podcast. But uh, let's have uh, Kanemaru gets one point because he was on the team. And El Desperado, who actually f- finished the match, uh, he gets the two points. Okay. So that so puts I, I, uh, Desperado in the lead now with uh, six points in C Block and Desperado or uh, Kanemaru hot on his trail at five points. I hope you're right, Nell. It's down. <laughs> All right, here we go. A special singles match, which is a rematch from last year's uh, New Japan Cup. And this match. Oh my god, this match is awesome. Uh, I was thinking, like, how do you follow this match? And then um, the two men after that kind of have a masterpiece that I absolutely adore. So uh, here we go. We got Hiromu Takahashi versus Tomohiro Ishii. This one starts out hot, and then. Uh, you know, Ishii does something here, Romu. So Romu's like, mm, maybe I need to roll out for a second and catch my breath. No, Ishii just follows him right out there. It's like, fuck your break. Brings him back in and starts throat chopping him and shit. I'm like, oh, okay. Go on here, man. Like, this is why I wish the Never Open title was a bit more open because it's usually just big, beefy motherfuckers wailing on each other where it's open to everyone, like our podcast. So uh, because I see a guy like Hiromu, and I'm like, I know we want him to move up and maybe go for the heavyweight title or whatever, but if he wants to prove himself against heavies, that's the perfect title for him, you know. I think he'd be a great never-open champion. And it's at that moment where I mention this that I think to myself, who's the fucking never-open champion? Oh, it's Jay White. Where's the the never-open title? Like, what the fuck does that belt even look like anymore? And then I see my shirt and I'm like, oh yeah, that's what it looks like. I miss that title, uh, Miss J Y, and I uh, wish it was defended more, uh, or at all really. Uh, I think we're getting another, e- we're getting that issue match in the next couple of weeks, right? I don't know. I thought it was last week, so who knows? You thought it was last week? It's not even tomorrow. It's uh, it's the uh, Robbie Eagles match. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. But uh, yeah. This match is fucking awesome. 
there's like he go uh, Hiromu goes to this sunset bomb to the outside and Ishii's like yeah no nah, I've got I've, I've wrestled too many matches and I've got a few matches left I'm not taking that and that is like the one time you're standing I know you hate it when they don't take that move but I'm gonna give it a pass this time <laughs> especially when there's apron bomb uh, apron fighting along the apron then there's a drop kick to Ishii's leg and then he takes a Death Valley driver on, on the apron so that shit rolls yeah so yeah so he didn't take the sunset bomb because he's like dude I've got a few more matches left the G1's harder right <laughs> like alright I'll give it to you so there's such a cool back and forth in the ring German suplexes thrust kicks galore by especially by Hiromu he's just like six or seven right into the freaking mush of Ishii there's a top tip there's a time bomb and Ishii kicks out and there's like another thrust kick by Hiromu, but a lariat by Ishii and the Brenda Brain Buster. And uh, Ishii pulls out the victory and he gets his revenge from, uh, from, uh, for, uh, against Hiromu from uh, their 2020 New Japan Cup match. I thought this was awesome. Yes, this is fantastic. Wow, the chair is real squeaky today. Yeah. Um, it's, does it like Evil 2? Yes. Okay, cool. Well, we're not talking about evil, but um, <laughs> Ishii gets never with it in this match, and this is like kind of mm-hmm. a never style match. And like Ishii is kind of you know chameleon when it comes to wrestling, but Hiromu may, may also be if he wants to be, but he really isn't in New Japan. He kind of has that one thing he does, he does it well, and it's fucking awesome. And seeing him do that with Ishii is great because of what we just talked about how Ishii doesn't look like much. And then when he does amazing stuff and is like a base for a luchador doing all kinds of cool shit, it's like, wow, he can do this. Um, and he does amazing stuff there. Like he's selling his ass off for Hiromu in this match. And, you know, it's getting reciprocated, uh, which is awesome. He's not wrestling Tonga Loa, which is good. Um, but uh, <laughs> there's, uh, <laughs> there's this part, you know, like you said, the DVD on the apron. Right. And then like they're both on the ground and Hiromu's getting up, and new ref just gets out of the ring and just starts yelling at Ishii. Like, I guess he's saying, get back in the ring, and Ishii's, like, dead. And he's like, hey, what are you doing? Ah!" And I'm like, damn, new ref. He saw the night before, and he felt a little threatened by uh, Ref Chumpy. So he's like, okay, I'm going to go into business for myself a little bit here. So he does. (laughs) And I can't wait to see how Chumpy responds. So, um, because he does later in the night. But, uh, you know, we have all the cool, strong style reversals. It's really evenly matched. And you know how the people have heard that term. They, t- they always say it when they're complaining about WWE, 50-50 booking, right? They yeah. talk about, oh, well, one guy wins, one guy loses, right? Well, um, real 50-50 booking is something like this. Now, I know these guys just evened out their series, but what I'm trying to say is that it can be 50-50 booking no matter who wins doesn't matter who wins as far as that goes. It's about who gets what in the match. And both these guys are crushing it and they both get everything. And, you know, they, the only thing they don't do is go to the super finishers. That's the only thing they don't do. So like, yeah. uh, there's a really cool, like wheelbarrow Lucha headlock driver and E, she just goes head first into the mat. Like <laughs> just a badass. It's so awesome. Um, I love how he takes moves. I love seeing Hiromu hit a time bomb that move is so unique just like him i love it and the crowd during this match just a crowd update they're clapping very loud and they're excited but they're not being vocal yet so we still have hope that they're going to be vocal tremendous match you def- definitely want to watch this yeah and so tremendous i was like fuck 
That's a, that's only the special singles match. We've got the tournament matches next. How do you follow that? Oh, yeah. Uh, with Kenta and Zack Sabre Jr. Apparently their first match in 10 years. And uh, and, oh, and I'm just like, well, you've just fucked up Kenta straight away without the, without the bell even ringing because you've got tape on your knee. And I'm just like, well, Zack Sabre Jr. is going to be like, I'm going to fuck you up like Naito. What I didn't expect... I watch a Zack Sabre Jr. match and I expect certain things almost every time, like mat-based stuff, lots of submission moves and stuff. And there is portions of it where it's like that. This match is more of more of like stiff uppercuts and strikes and kicks in a Zack Sabre Jr. match. And it, I loved it. <laughs> so, like, even Zack Sabre Jr. is going for, like, kicks and European uppercuts. It's stiff. Both men's chests are red. They're killing each other. It's awesome. There's this great section where they're like neck, uh, there's Zack Sabre Jr. does that neck crank thing with both his legs on Kenta's neck. Uh, then he has him sit up and Kenta's just like prepared just to get kicked in the back. Psych! Lays him down for another neck crank. <laughs> oh man, that was great. And they both do the shitty pins on each other as well. Just put a foot on, on the guy's chest. Yep, and, and you know, zero, zero. They just kick out at nothing there. Oh man, the strikes turned. Then the strikes turned into a submission game, and it's Kenta who kind of starts that off by going for the bloody game over. And Zack Saber Jr. looks offended by that, so he, he turns that <laughs> shit around. And, and then he gets Zack Saber Jr. gets Kenta in that same position he had Naito in, double knee stomp, and I'm just like, oh far out. I wasn't sure he'd be allowed to do that bloody move again. More kicks and slaps. There's like a real gnarly. There's gnarly. These these gnarly submissions and escapes that Zach's putting on Kenta. But there was a portion earlier on in the match where Kenta exposed the turnbuckle. Zack Sabre Jr. hit it a couple times. This time he hits it a third time, which allows Kenta to put for one, finally the first time this tournament or two, I think, uh, to go to sleep. So Kenta uh, on ten. Same as Zack Sabre Jr. Oh, I thought this was great. Never as fuck, I, I would say. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, it's interesting because, like, you know, obviously Zack Sabre Jr. wants to grapple and Kenta wants to strike, but they both kind of hang with each other in each other's respective kind of specialties, which is cool. Um, there's a funny part at the beginning where like Zack Sabre Jr., you know, he does the O'Connor roll and then he kind of leans back and puts crosses his arms, you know, and yeah. when you're doing a move like that, you have nothing to post on like there's no his arms are not available. So he posts with his head usually, which is something that you need a little room to do because either has to go past his opponent's head or right next to it. Right. So they're right next to the ropes and he can't do that. Cause he's going to like hang himself on the ropes. So he just crushes Kenta, like <laughs> lands right on the back of Kenta's like neck. It's like, Oh, with all of his weight, that was funny because then he immediately is like, and Kenta's here like, sorry, dude, sorry, dude. And then the rest of the match is stiff as fuck. So I don't know if that led to the stiffness or not, but either way we all win. So uh, that was really yep. funny. Now, this is not as stiff as Nakajima versus Keno, um, oh, but no. it's it's real stiff. So um, maybe when we finish this match up, we'll talk about that real quick because I want to talk about that with you. But um, so, you know, Zack Sabre Jr. is looking to attack Kenna's arm. And like I said, Kenta starts grappling with him, which seems like a bad idea, but he hangs with Zack Sabre Jr. Um, I really like that. I think that's cool. And um, the crowd finally gets vocal 
because we have uh, Kenta in some kind of exotic, crazy leg hold, and he gets a rope break, and the crowd, whoa, you know, which is great. Okay, they're starting to get loud again. I like that. Um, insane leg holds, right and left, like crazy ones you've never seen before. And that's kind of the end of the match. I really like that. This is good stuff. And I, you know, Kenta is one of those guys that like when he first came back to new Japan, like only in singles matches would he show out, you know, and even then sometimes he was kind of reserved and it's nice to see in this G one. I feel like this is kind of the best Kenta we've seen in new Japan. I could be wrong, but that's just my opinion. Yeah. I think maybe it just took him a while to settle in. I don't know, but yeah, we've seen some of the, some of his best stuff. Uh, so yeah. He's kind Nakajima of nice versus Keno. What'd you oh, think dude, of that? Dude, they didn't, like, it reminded me a, a little bit. I mean, it was pretty different, but if I had to describe it in terms of a New Japan match, it's Koto Ibushi versus Taichi kind of stuff. Like, they don't, they do more than just kicks, but there's very few actual wrestling moves in this match. They just beat the shit out of each other for like 20 minutes. It was amazing. Uh, just trying to, and then you, then I find out that like they're in the same faction, and they're wailing on each other like this. I'm like, holy fuck! It was, I couldn't take my eyes off it. I thought it was awesome. Don't know if I've seen a Keno match. If you've recommended one for the, yeah, for us, I think you might have. But uh, I've definitely seen Nakajima before because you've definitely recommended some of his G1 matches from a few years ago. He was in the G1. That that was him, right? I know yes, Marafuji was, yes. but Nakajima was in that one as well. The, the yeah, he, he, was, he was a young buck at the time, kind of like coming up. And so now he's one of their top guys and he kicks people hard, like real hard. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Uh, and uh, I am a little envious of all you uh, Noah fans uh, listening to this, uh, if you hear it in time, I guess. But uh, yeah, tomorrow is... Uh, Marafuji versus Nakajima for the GHC title. Is that what it's called? Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I've never seen those two wrestle each other, I don't think. So, because, you know, New Japan guy. But uh, I have to imagine that match is going to be fucking nuts. Keno and Nakajima had a match like maybe like a year and a half ago. And, they, and they're in the same faction, Congo. And that's about all I really know. I don't know that much about those guys other than. Nakajima is basically Naito, you know? so but he's yeah. I, I but he's Naito that, that does kicks basically. Um, but he like they go so hard and like it's funny the last match they had the last like two minutes of it were like this you know current one from the N1 uh, victory tournament. This is what we're talking about. Sorry, which you can find this match on YouTube pretty easily. So you definitely want to watch this. It's fucking amazing. And uh, it's super stiff. It's real stiff. And it, it's like, it reminds me a little bit that Noah goes a little harder than New Japan when it comes to the the stiff stuff. I mean, like, we see this in New Japan. Don't get me wrong. But it's kind of more few and far between, whereas I think Noah does this kind of thing a little more often. Um, but these guys try to kill each other by kicking each other in the chest. And it goes on and on and on. And it's, it's fucking awesome. Highly recommend that. So. Yeah, so I think the last time I watched the Noah match, it was whoever had the title at the time versus Keiji Mudo. 
Was that no, Kenner? It was Goshizaki. Goshizaki, that's right. And that was, that was fine. Like, I, I did have a mini rant because I wasn't used to so much stuff on the screen at, at once, and, and it never went away. But uh, this one, I kind of had a smile on my face because I'm like, I recognize this place. It's Corican Hall. So uh, I'm like, you lucky bastards. Didn't you just watch New Japan the other night? Get out of here, you fucks. So uh, they, they've just watched, uh, like, well, probably there was a, there's been a couple of G1 shows there. And not long after that, they're watching, like, the N1 final. So, uh, yeah, that's got to be a place to – man, when we win the lottery, dude – we're getting uh, we're getting homes near uh, Corrick and Hall. <laughs> I know, man. Man, just so we could just go watch all of the wrestling there. Man, I'd watch all of the shows if I if I could. Oh my god, it's crazy. Would you just pick a fact, pick a company and stick with it? No, man. If I'm near Corrick and oh. I'm going to I'm going to Noah, I'm going to Josh Pro, I'm going to Stardom, I'm going to obviously I'm going to New Japan, all of them. Fuck, that'd be insane. But yeah, yes, I'd, that, be, I'd be out of money. I would be arrested for vagrancy yeah. all the time because I just live outside begging people. Need you know those guys that oh. are like need tickets, but I really need them, you know, because no. it's how I, I this is my food. Mm-mm. Here's what we do: we're the <laughs> Phantom of Corrick and Hall. You know the Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> That's yeah. us, but at Corrick and Hall, <laughs> and we just stay in the oh rafters and watch awesome wrestling all the time. And, and live there but <laughs> well yes the the music of the night will be a different type you know in new japan but yeah. yes or in kurgan hall you know i actually sang uh uh music of the night at my like um <clears throat> excuse me my my senior graduation and i i hit that high e flat you know i'm fucking i used to be able to sing a little bit but not anymore now i'm old the only song i know from fan of the opera is the Phantom of the Opera is there. That's the only one I know. There's another one. Inside your mind. That's not the song that I sang. That one's, you know, the kind of <clears throat> overture Phantom of the Opera song. But yes, it's it's a great musical. It's like my favorite one. I love it. I love that, and I love West Side Story. And uh, you know, there's other good ones, but kind of the rest of them can fuck off. Those are my two favorites. So. All right. Fair enough. And uh, <laughs> G1 and stay related. Tuned, stay tuned for more G1 related talk. <laughs> but here we go. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, especially when we go from G1 to the N1. Now we're talking about the competition. <laughs> oh, hey Luke, if you don't mind, yeah. it, I want. If you don't mind, I kind of want to announce this next match. If you don't mind, is that okay? Okay. Yeah. I don't want to steal yeah. your shit. But so no, this man. next, this next match is Yujiro Takahashi with Peter versus. The King of Pro Wrestling, Toriano, featuring Ref Chumpy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. The Chumpening, part three. This time, it's personal. Oh, my God. <laughs> there's uh, there's no ring announcement for Yano, because the Juro kicks him straight out of the ring and then goes for a t- and does a tope. I'm like, okay. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. Yajiro uh, tapes him up and then sits him on uh, sits Yano up on his red chair. Excuse me, oh, a bit gassy. But apparently there's like some tape on it from where his QR code was, so he's apparently stuck to the chair, but he gets kicked right off it. Man, that was hilarious. <laughs> oh my god. Now, uh, 
They kill him. And Yano gets back into the ring in time. He's uh, he's freed himself. Yujiro uh, takes him out. And then Yujiro does something that fucking... Oh, I was just laughing hysterically. <laughs> so if you had to time every wrestler in New Japan Pro Wrestling, you're right, and it's not 100 meters or anything like that, it's take a turnbuckle pad off, go. <laughs> I would say the record is most obviously the king of pro wrestling, Toriano. And I would say at last place, because he starts, uh, Yujiro starts undoing one of the turnbuckles. He can't do it. Stops. Yano gets up. So Yujiro has to kick him and put him back down again because Yano, because he's like, no, I'm not ready for that spot yet, Yano. I fucked up. Because the, what, like, the motherfucker's double nodded that shit? Like, why couldn't he get that undone? I'm fucking laughing my ass off. He goes to the other side of the ring to undo one of the other turnbuckles before he can do his freaking spots there. Oh my god, I've got tears in my eyes just thinking about it again. <laughs> it's so funny. Oh, Yujiro. Oh man, I was sighing about you a few weeks ago, but uh, you've given me some good entertainment, SG1. Oh my god. So yeah, both guys, uh, they're, they're cheating their asses off big time, of course. Bullet Club with Yujiro and just Yano being Yano. And I have to say, like, we give Marty Asami a lot of shit, but he's really good for these these kind of matches because he, he looks like a bit of a goof and he's he's a chump for good reason. He's perfect for a match like Toriyano versus Yujiro Takahashi. He's just he just is. And the finish just uh, the finish just makes me laugh too because I feel like Yujiro goes uh, Yano goes under the ring. Yujiro goes under the ring, and then I think like Riff Chumpy's going under the ring as well. But he, <laughs> but he yelling doesn't. at him. <laughs> yeah, what are you doing in there? Come out! And he's just like fuck this. Starts counting, and then Yano comes out. Then Yujiro comes out, but he's handcuffed and he can't get out of time. So Yano <laughs> makes it to eight points, and Yujiro's a four. This match has been stitched, especially from the botched uh, <laughs> turnbuckle pad undoing. <laughs> <laughs> so the crowd loved this match they loved it yeah. now the actual totally. pro wrestling in this match is awful so like yeah. and even some of the spots especially like the the peter distraction on the outside was like poorly executed where like peter twice had chumpy facing the wrong way so that he could clearly see what's going on <laughs> And Yujiro's like, hey, so like, okay, fuck it. Um, but uh, at the beginning of this match, like I said, the crowd loves it. We're, you know, we're seeing what's going on. And, um, you know, Yujiro grabs uh, uh, Yano's bag and dumps it out. And the crowd goes, ooh. <laughs> it's full of tape and handcuffs. <laughs> they tape they and react. Handcuffs. Nothing they else. react to everything in this match, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, the crowd thinks that, uh, just like you do, that Yujiro not being able to figure out the turnbuckle pad is hilarious. And that clearly was not on purpose because this is where we get the story of featuring Ref Chumpy. Because Chumpy, first of all, he knows he's going to go into business for himself here because he saw, uh, you know, new Ref yelling at people on the outside trying to take control of that match earlier, get his shit in. So he's like, man, this little fucking shit, I got to really stand <laughs> out here. 
So, you know, first thing that he does is he sees Yujiro burying him by taking this turnbuckle pad off and taking forever. And Chumpy eventually stands up for himself because he's like, listen, you can't bury me that much. You know, come on. Because Chumpy's telling I'm him to stop. standing right him here. Stop. Right, yeah. So eventually he just gets in the way of him and makes him go to a different turnbuckle pad crowd like that. Um, and uh, good on you, Chumpy. You know, uh, we had that, that cane distraction thing. And, and that is a way that, you know, I know that I said that was a mistake earlier, but really the cane distraction being terrible was on purpose because they saw Chumpy standing up for themselves and all of the wrestlers, you know, agree that that can't happen. So they got to yeah. bury him again. So they bury him again. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, and then Chumpy continues to get his shit in by stopping a Yujiro low blow. I mean, like he's getting involved in the match here, but uh, he, there's also another low blow, but he's taking a nap. He decides he's going to take a nap in this match. I mean, like chumpy's all over the place he when they go under the ring chumpy like you say it looks like he's gonna fall him under the ring but he just stands there yelling at him you know um i I just (laughs) i mean i just was like unbelievable you know chumpy's performance in this was like he is the star of the show and he ain't gonna let some new ref just come in here and now chump him so watch me chump the fuck out of this match and uh like you said I, i really thought this was funny and a tremendous comedy match the wrestling is bad but man it doesn't matter you know <laughs> no no it's, it's definitely the kind of match you want to have after hiromu ishii and kenta sex right yeah. yes good call need a breather so uh yeah our, our next match though uh features a guy i love and also has tongaloa in it uh and all oh, two wrestlers i love her in this match sort of uh, you know shingo in uh and Jado. but uh i don't know man like i remember ages and ages ago doing this podcast with you i'm like oh yeah tongue long he's not doing too bad right yeah 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 yeah. those days are over um because <laughs> if, if you thought he nearly kind of broke abushi in half last time <laughs> holy jumping fucking shit balls like he goes to this power slam power bomb thing off the, the corner and i was just like oh shit he, sl- he slipped and almost dropped Shingo on his face. So I'm just like, uh, I don't think that's a good idea. Anyway, the match starts with both of them unloading on each other. And you and I have the same notes or same idea for this. Because we're just like, Shingo, can you just squash him, please? You're the fucking champion. Sometimes a squash is just what the doctor ordered. But no, Shingo wants to make his opponent look good. And Okada will tell you there are just some people you can't make look good. I'm looking at you, Jujiro. <laughs> uh, hey, those matches last year were stank nuggets, and we all know it. Uh, <laughs> you know, it was definitely not Tai Chi versus Okada. You know, it was definitely not that good. Uh, they were awful. So, uh, um, I don't know, man. I just feel like he's really sloppy and kind of dangerous in this match. Uh, uh, fuck, I thought he'd kill him, man. Did he just... Look, it's way too long, and goddammit, it's Tongaloa. I know he's a big dude, but why does a match against Tongaloa need to be the song, Shingo? How many singles matches have you had? It'd be like an immortal who's a thousand years and has sword practiced sword fighting every day in those thousand years, going up against, I don't know, some hundred-year-old immortal. Well, yeah, going up against Richie. <laughs> I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna job out Richie like that. I was gonna submit, <laughs> say some just rando, but you, true, he's been 
He's only gotten two quickenings, the poor bastard. But he's a, well, and Richie's a young lion. He's only allowed to use the Brad. So yeah, that's it. <laughs> so yeah, so Shingo's like the equivalent of some thousand-year-old sword fighting master versus Richie Ryan. If no one else listens to this show, watches <laughs> Highlander, the TV show, they're not gonna fucking get what we're talking about. But uh, Shingo. Should just fuck it. Yeah, exactly. Should Shingo should be able just to kill this guy? I'm like, come on, just once. But uh, last of the dragon, finally in a match that's almost 20 minutes, and man, it should probably have been like 12. That's about it. But I guess it's the champ. People want to see the champ wrestle. So Shingo 10, Tongaloa 4. What do you think of this match? Tongaloa owes. Shingo a car or like a hot tub or something like that, you know, for this. So, um, yeah, he does. Shingo is like, you know, he's the most unselfish wrestler ever, just like Ishii. So he's, he can't mm-hmm. just beat some guy. He's got to like make him look amazing, which he does. And, um, <clears throat> Shingo just sells his ass off. Um, here's a couple examples of him selling one. He, he's starting to do his comeback and he's doing the oi, oi thing that he does because he's Australian and how he says oi. And, and he stops in the middle of it to sell his ribs. Like he's like, oi, oi. And then, oh, and the crowd starts, you know, just loves that. It picks up where he left off. Um, you know, it's a good match. I just don't like Tonga Loa taking the champ to the limit. You know, I mean, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Me, but, uh, you know, uh, I, I think it's funny though that at least Shingo doesn't even bother with the pumping bomber in the Made in Japan. He just hits Last of the Dragon after like this draping uh, dragon D- TR is what I have here. Um, now here's the issue, okay, is that after the match, Tonga Loa just jumps up and walks to the back, and now he has the ice on his neck, and but he barely is wincing, and he just walks to the back. Shingo needs help off of the apron. And like has to be, he like sells like a war has just happened all the way to the back. He needs help out of the ring. Yeah. Tongaloa, after that performance that Shingo just put on for him, can't stop for a second and have Giotto help him to the back. And Giotto should know better. Giotto should have known to grab him and be like, listen, you're going to fucking sell, kid, and, and make him walk to the back with under Giotto's arm. I don't know why... This shit happens, you know. I just I don't like it. Makes me upset. This match is good though. It's just not good in the way that I want it to be good because I want short. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, I guess it's kind of a similar feeling to Yoshihashi Okada did not need to be almost half an hour, like one of the longer matches this year this year's G1, uh, because it's you know it's, it's fucking Yoshihashi, but. Here we are. We're up to our main event. I love this match, yeah. by the way. Right. I have a feeling of this finish that I usually do for a card of matches because I don't really want Kota Ibushi to win fucking three G1s in a goddamn row. Ugh. But, this, yeah, well. All right, I don't want him to make it into three finals in a row. There, that too. Okay. So, anyway. We have it's still an awesome match, man. I I I can't front it, but this is a Kodo Bushi versus the Great Okan, and for a good portion of this match, like maybe like the first half or so, it's kind of like this feeling out period and a lot of mat based stuff. So, uh, 
it, this is matches great because you've got a guy who's you don't know what to expect and really versatile and great at Khan. Then you've got a guy who's really, really versatile and can mirror kind of anyone's kind of style, like Kota Ibushi. And then you just put them together and they just create just magic for, what, 25 minutes or something? I freaking love this match. They go hard. They they do they can go toe-to-toe with the mat-based stuff. Then they start doing strikes and shit on each other. Uh, I don't know exactly what spot it was. I think it was just doing palm strikes, but... Uh, uh, Greater Khan's nose is all fucking busted and shit. I think it was one of the palm strikes or something by Ibushi. It's just nuts. And what I like about it is, like, some people, when they get bloody, can kind of, like, lose their cool or just lose where they are or just go, oh, fuck, I'm busted open and get all fucked up. But Khan just kept going with the match. He barely even touched his face. You know, you just let that fucking blood just flow down his into his beard. It was awesome. And then... Eventually, he'll wipe his mouth with his taped-up fingers, not his other hand. That would suck. Use the taped-up hand to wipe it because now it looks cool on your hand. It was fantastically done because I don't think he bled on purpose. He got he got punched in the mush in the nose. It was great stuff. Uh, great Okan keeps trying to come back, but Ibushi, a lot more experience on him. Just uh, has the answer for everything and just you know, eventually gets in with the Kamigoye for the one, two, three. So I was hoping for an Okan, Okan upset. We are in Osaka for this third night. So, you know, okay. yeah, if, if any place is going to have a shocker in Osaka, it doesn't quite rhyme, but that's what they always say. Well, they stopped saying that now, haven't they? Yeah, because um, they, they, they left it to you. you. You're the only one that says it now. So Because you've said it yeah. so many times now. They're like, well, we, you know, he's worn it out, so we can't do it anymore. Well, I don't think they worry about um, <laughs> talking about it too much anymore. Maybe they don't want it to be a thing anymore, but shut up. <laughs> what do you think of this match? Oh, it's fantastic, man. There's, uh, there's a lot to talk about here. Now, the first thing's first here, though. So... In the Best of Super Juniors last year, we watched Master Huato and uh, various other people that were like young wrestlers that were coming in the tournament. Maybe, you know, it was his first tournament. Dookie was like his third, but these are young guys. And as we saw, you know, Wato in particular face show and, you know, Desperado and, and uh, Hiromu, we were seeing the future of what feuds he could have, you know, and like thinking, oh, this could be good. His match with Bushi was awesome, you know, and this is kind of what's been in the back of my mind, too, with this Okan, you know, G1 tournament is that like, who are these guys that he can face and have amazing matches with? And it's pretty much everybody, you know, so yeah. he's had an amazing showing and it just makes me like when we find out he has his next feud or whatever it's going to be, I'm probably going to be pretty happy with it because this dude can do what he does here. Um, it's interesting too. So the beginning of the match starts with this awesome camera shot. We have the like, you know, the like zoom out and it starts with Okan standing kind of in darkness with his arms crossed behind his back, facing the entrance from the middle of the ring. And then Ibushi, you know, it lights up with his entrance and that is fucking epic shit right there. It was awesome. Um, the interesting, like, kind of like thing about this match is that the, and, and Kevin Kelly even mentioned it, that the, like the beginning of this match is kind of like a UWFI match. It is. And there's even points where like that, the, there's pins and like ref, 
the ref isn't counting the pins. Red Shoe's not counting them. And, and when I mean pins, it's like two guys, you know, a guy's shoulders are down. Uh, they're grappling still, but his shoulders are down. Usually you yeah. count that. You know, they were just weren't counting that for a while. So I don't know if that was a conscious effort or if it was just like, oh, they're still grappling. But that was interesting. Um, you know, I, I thought that was, and it's a real slow burn, you know, but it's a really a shoot style. You know, this is a great shoot style match. We had uh, Okan kind of get one of his biggest reactions because he does his over the shoulder arm drag and then balls up his fist and just punches Ibushi right in the face which is something Ibushi does to people. So that was, that was cool. I like that. Um, <laughs> they have a leg lock slap fight. That's insane. And Khan's yes. real stiff and Ibushi's like real stiff back. And I don't know if that's when his uh, nose started bleeding, that but that was right. cool. Like you said, you're, you know, Khan's smart. He's not going to be worried because his face is bleeding. He's going to use that if he can, you know what he did. I like that. Um, he also busts out this thing we've never seen before. Uh, kind of like, you know how like to get into the calf crusher, AJ Styles would do that cool like roll thing. Um, Okan does that a couple different times. He does it into a, uh, you know, a move that's similar to that one. He also does it into this crazy leg lock that then goes into an ankle lock. I mean, he's showing us a lot. And then, you know, we kind of end up knowing who's going to win because... Abushi hits this knee to Okan's face that is like yeah. just I mean like it's just amazing and Okan's like out cold you know <laughs> it's like oh boy you know and that the crowd is clapping for Okan and you know how I can tell is because they're going Okan Okan right and they're not doing the <laughs> Ibushi right so they're clapping for Khan and I I love that um he catches uh, the Kamigoye with the claw. That was great. But then, uh, then Kamigoye to his face in the yeah. second one. And then, you know, he wins, but Abushi wins. But man, I mean, dude, I got a big smile on my face. And we just watched this match a little while ago and I'm still happy about it. It is good, real yeah. good stuff. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I agree. Uh, I, was, I said to you, like, I'm glad we're doing this at the end of a, an A block show, maybe not a B block show, because. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I watched this match. I loved it. I wish it went the other way, but the kinds of star man, like this guy's. How good has his G1 been? It's been amazing, and he's he won his first three, and then he's lost every single. He's lost his next what three or four. And Doesn't matter, man. Some of his best matches were the ones he lost. The Zack Sabre Jr. match, for one. Uh, let me just get the thing up. What the Goto match uh, was really good, you know? He didn't wrestle Goto. Get out of here. The Kenta match was awesome as well. Uh, the Ishii match was fantastic. Like, And they're all different. He, he pulls out a different style each time. Uh, I wish there was a secondary title in New Japan at the moment, in Japan itself, like actually in Japan, that he could go for. But, uh, you yeah. uh, know, Tanahashi's in a different block, so he'll have different opponents going forward. And uh, the Never Open titles in bloody America. And there's sadly no IC titles. So, I, I, yeah. He'd be a great never champion. I would love yeah. him as never champion. I feel like they're going to group him and Cobb up at some point, have a tag run. Oh, certainly. When yes. 
when as much as I like the idea of that, I'd rather just see them just fight different people in singles feuds because they're both their singles. I know uh, uh, Jeff Cobb is undefeated. He's awesome. He's looking great and all that. But I've seen him wrestle a lot in different promotions and things too, and he's awesome there as well. He's always good. But I've never seen a Khan do his thing, and oh, I want more. But, yeah. <laughs> he's good. Yeah. Yeah, I think it, it's fun. You know, I've said it before, but like the ultimate fan experience is kind of seeing your favorite wrestler grow in one way or another. And we've seen him grow a lot. So that's been a pleasure. And so uh, I think that that's a big reason why we like him so much is that when you feel like you're in the ground on the ground floor with somebody, you know, in on the ground floor is what I'm trying to spit out. You you're more invested. And I feel like I am with him, you know, so. Kind of how we were well, and still are, even though you haven't seen him for a while with uh, Jay White. Sure. Yeah, certainly. He came back from excursion and we've been there since that whole the whole thing so yeah it's awesome and in i know i know he's been wrestling for mega ages but i've been on the you know we've both been in on the grand floor of shingo's new japan run sure it's been um, pretty awesome so yeah i don't know man like that g1's pretty good it's pretty great this was fun i don't think we said anything too stupid uh, no um Ian's strong review will be up next time we do an episode. And, and, you know, as I said before, our recording schedule is kind of dictated by new Japan. We got a couple days off here and then they start up again. And so, uh, you know, I'm I'm excited to uh, see what we have coming up next. This will be over before we know it. I mean, it it ends on like the 20th, that's 11 days away. And this is zipped by. So I hate that. I hate that, you know, every day is getting shorter and never seem to find the time. You know, but uh, I, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know any other Pink Floyd lyrics to that song, but um, <laughs> they, they don't apply here. So, um, but uh, I just, this has been a really good time. Last year it was our first G1 that we had covered and we, we, you know, had a sense of accomplishment when it was over. This year doesn't feel like old hat or anything, but it feels like another, another cool thing that we're doing and something that we know how to do. And so I don't know. It just feels it feels right. I like that. Yeah. Yep. Whether I love the matches, think they're okay, or I'm not into them, this has been a fucking blast. I love the G1. Yeah. Even if guys I don't want to win, win it. I don't care. I love the whole G1 because there's always there's always nuggets of awesome. One after the other. It's fantastic stuff. And I was going to say, speaking of nuggets, but I have no follow-up to that, so I won't speak of them anymore. But I will speak of bread. And, uh, oh, dude, you sh- uh, before we go, here's some news, everyone. I was just about to say bread we trust, but there was one bit of news, and it's relating to Mr. Bread. I saw a poster that you put on, on, oh, yeah. on the thing, and uh, I got... I went to New Japan the other night, a little late because of the quiz thing I was on. I was like, is that real? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, what, this three dads, gym buddy, mm-hmm. pay-per-view thing that they've got coming up. It's hosted by uh, Yuji Nagata, uh, Hiroshi Tenzan, 
What's the three dads? And of course, Satoshi Kojima. It, it's called Blue Justice. It's in November. It looks awesome. So, uh, it looks awesome. Is it real? Because the poster just has the three dads on it, and then all, and they're gigantic, and then all the the New Japan stars are at the bottom in little tiny. Yeah, yeah. Them, which is fucking funny. Yeah, they've done that before. <laughs> I don't know if it's like a charity show or something, but it, it used to it used to kind of feature young lions and stuff like that, I believe. And um, but you know, I it's something that that they that Yuji Nagata does, and they used to do it all the time, but. You know, it's been a while, so it's definitely something that if you search Blue Justice, you'll you'll find stuff on the uh, on New Japan World. But typically, it's kind of like an out of uh, kayfabe show type of thing. You know what I mean? So it's not New Japan necessarily. Yeah, but this yeah. year, maybe it's different. I don't know. Well, it looked like a movie poster, and <laughs> if if we hadn't gone nearly two hours and it wasn't G1 series time. <laughs> I'd make us both look at the poster and we'd riff on it. But so we'll save that for after the G1. Because <laughs> well, uh, I love it's, the it's one in November, happen. right? Yeah, it's in yeah, it's yeah. about a month, month and eleven days away. So we'll we'll probably watch that and cover it. I'm sure. Plenty of time. All right, dude. Uh, in 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 bread we trust. The chumpening. 